Hey you guys, what's up? My name is Bait, and this is not the voice you're used to normally hearing. I am not Pokey Draven, uh, but that's okay. Uh, you are listening to Biomast episode number 266. Um, we have a lot, kind of, to talk about, uh, from what I understand. Um, so hopefully we'll roll through that relatively smoothly, but... Let's start with some introductions. Y'all already know who I am. Uh, we'll start at the top of the list with Sarizel. I'm Sarizel. I am a co-host here on the show today. And when uh, the question was asked, who wants to host, like, right then and there, um, I was like, not it. And so you get bait today. Um, so you get yeah, I'm, I'm proud of that. That was a, that was a, a quick dodge. So, Well, that's okay. We'll make it work, though. Uh, but you, you got to at least put these kind of in order. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move some of these around on you. You're killing I'm, I'm, me. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing them in there. It's my fault. Oh, it's you. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing them in chronicle. I'm just doing them. I'm just doing it live, okay? Oh, yeah. Bait needs notes. But, but, okay, for, for those of you at the home game following along on a podcast in the audio format, please explain what's occurring in the back screen. Okay, so so we, we have a well-run show. So we have a uh, we have a document. It's great, and and so we have it's um it's like Google Docs, but it's not because screw Google Docs. Um, but um, and so we, we keep all the show notes stuff in there, and I'm watching stuff get pasted in like as we're starting the show. Like this is the sort of thing that like a well-organized show with more than five listeners would have like done ahead of time, like pre-planned. I'm just watching everything drop in, and it's like. You know, there's some movie trailers and then, uh, you know, a video game news item and then another movie trailer. And I'm like, what the heck? It's supposed to be in order. Like, you you know, you do the movie segment first and then we roll into video game news. And then we roll into, you know, ranting about whatever game we played that, that you know, right? Yeah, okay. that's, that's totally, totally how that goes. But we're still in shout outs right now. So, or not, wow, not shout outs. Holy shit. Introductions. Uh, introductions. Introductions. Shout, out, shout outs. <laughs> shout outs comes after the podcast. The introductions come before the podcast. You, you, can't, you right. can't end this earlier by going straight to shout outs. Hey, so uh, I That's would up. like to, I'd like to hit the golden buzzer and go ahead and name this episode training wheels. Yeah, dude, that's fine. Go Thank for you. it, man. Uh, who are you by the way, bro? Ah, yes. My name is Jason, and I'm also one of the uh, co-hosts here on Biomast. And by acclamation, we asked Bait to sort of lead the show. What that really means is that Pokey and Zell and I really just get to, like, throw jabs at him while he, like, his full Wonder Woman bracelets on us uh, for the entire show. But actually, it's great. Uh, in, true, in true form, we're all uh, literally distributed across the United States again. Although we normally are, we're now some of us are now in different locations yet again, uh, due to work and other kind of things like that, and the fact that there's a sweltering heat, heat wave across most of the country. So anybody that was acting sane, I don't know, a week ago probably isn't now. So that's who I am, uh, Pokey. Tell us who you are. My name is Pokey Draven, and you all are getting a taste of what it's like here in Arizona all the time, because I have to I have to annoy Zell with that just a little bit. No, I uh, yeah, I play video games, Final Fantasy lately, and uh, it's uh, pretty pretty warm out there right now. So I'm I'm suffering like everyone else. All right, and Libby. Yes, so I'm Libby, and I am completely scrambled in the mind. You'll have to forgive me today. Um, I think I sat in 
six meetings today Jesus trying Christ. to propose a project and I got backhanded all day. So Ooh. I am happy to be here. Hey, you gotta tell Pokey to knock that off. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Biomass not contone domestic violence. Oh my god. Ah, uh, yeah. Great so <laughs> it'd be happy. I'm gonna be catching up on the news with you guys because you know I can't even go to the bathroom at work. So, you know. Oof. Well, there certainly is a lot of news to to There's go. There's perks there. working in the government for sure. Ooh. Alright. So what do we got first on the docket? Marvel phase four. Somebody want to talk about this? Because I will take it. This is yeah, this is thank, not... thank you, Zell. Jesus Christ. Or <laughs> so so I will let me put it this way. I will start it, but please, for the oh. love of God, somebody take over at various points and like interject additional information or thoughts because this is a really long one. Like this is like an eight page article I'm gonna I'm gonna be scrolling through as we comment. Um but so uh eight you owe Zell huh? five bucks. I'm just racking that one up right now in my notebook. What the fuck I owe him money for, bro? You think I got that kind of shit on me? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Fucking college, man. I'm poor. Uh, all right. All right. So um, this weekend uh, was uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, we got a lot of movie and TV news in particular because this is the, the best time to drop all your genre trailers. Um and uh, the big one, of course, is is uh, the mouse and the mouse's property, uh, which is Marvel. And, uh, you know, we, we had uh, Endgame and then uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which I did see this past week. Uh, excellent. Um, was the end of phase three. And so uh, now we are entering uh, phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe which means that uh, they have to announce what they're all doing this year because, um, you know, no one knew. So um, they have uh, they've they basically said the whole Infinity thing. We're done with that. We've you know, we we spent like 20 some odd movies finding all these stupid stones for this movie. Um, and uh, now we are doing new things. And um, so the first movie that's coming back is uh we are finally getting the black widow movie about like i don't know 10 years too late yeah it kind of seems like uh yeah <laughs> end game spoilers but yeah <laughs> i mean to be fair i think black widow always needed to be a prequel movie anyways so oh absolutely like you know you have to you have to deal with her history as a character and and go into it because we've seen plenty of her in the the standard avengers thing um, though apparently it sounds like this takes place during the, the MCU, but like after Civil War, before, you know, Thanos, um, I think we are officially well into, well past the spoiler safety warning for, for Endgame here. But, um, so that's the first one up and, uh, that's going to be, there's, you know, what was really interesting to me is it looks like there's only like two movies next year. And usually Marvel has a solid three outings per year. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, the next one that they're throwing up is um, The Eternals, which I'm really, really hoping Jay knows something about because I've never heard of before. I do. Um, so this, I, I'll be honest with you. The I think this is a bit of a reach. Uh, and, and frankly, I, like I, I say that 
you know, with, uh, you know, kind of a 50-50 shot of whether it's good or bad. Like, I was very surprised when they were going with Guardians of the Galaxy, and they turned that into an incredible franchise and a really, really good uh, kind of, you know, space action romp kind of thing. It brought some really fresh characters to the Marvel Universe. But I would have never in a million years said, yeah, let's let's go with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, kind of movie, just because Marvel has a such a rich encyclopedia of characters and settings they could have brought in. Guardians would have been pretty deep in that list for me. Uh, the Eternals are kind of in that boat, too. If I were to describe them, I would say, think, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of an Avengers in space kind of thing. Uh, the power level of the, of the Eternals is maybe a little bit closer to the DC world. Because uh, that's always, you know, just conceptually, if you look at the Avengers and then, and then you look at, like, um, the, you know, the Justice League, there there's a sort of pound for pound, massively different sort of story you have to tell because of the relative power of the characters. Um, the Avengers, this is going to sound odd talking about a superhero movie, they're, they're somewhat more grounded. Uh, you know, I acknowledge you got Thor and the Hulk and all that kind of stuff, but their power levels broadly are, it's different than DC. The Eternals are closer roughly in the band of what you'd have to deal with to give them a credible threat you know, to the Justice League, basically, when you take when you take a look at them as a group. They're not super well-known. There's been multiple Eternals. Uh, I, I did take, take a quick look at the cast list, or at least the, the characters. Uh, a couple of them are some... Most of them are staples. Uh, I don't think there's uh, anything that's really, really crazy out there. Uh, but to be honest with you, I don't really follow that, that book that much. I, I'm aware of them. I've seen them more as uh, plot devices or... Uh, tie-in type things into other comics that I would collect or read. So broadly, like I said, you, you know, more or less Avengers in space, but definitely with an, a different power level uh, that you're dealing with, which kind of makes sense if you're dealing with things on a more cosmic scale. Um, it, so I, I'm not really sure which way they're going to go with it. And a lot of it also depends on the timeline, because I would offer that when you say the word eternal, that, that means a lot of things in the comic books. So is this like totally separate from anything that's gone on in the MCU or is it happening relatively concurrently? Uh, I would be very interested to understand that, uh, at least as far as the Eternals go. Well, and like, don't we already have adventures in space though? Because I thought that that's what guardians of the galaxy was. Space is big. Yeah. He's like, if you look at sort of the cosmic side of the Marvel universe, there's basically three more or less three facets that you deal with. There's the on earth sort of tried and true uh, Marvel stories. Then you have, by the way, this is in the comics as well as the movies. Then you have the cosmic Marvel, which is much more of your, you know, your space adventure, your guardians of the galaxy. And I, I would argue Thor, you know, for at least half of, half of his, you know, screen time in whatever movie he's been in has been more of a, more of a space movie. Um, and then the third one is the, the supernatural side, which you saw a little bit of with Doctor Strange with the advent of actual real magic, not just super high technology that masqueraded as magic to, you know, ancient humans or whatever. So, uh, yeah, so you're, you're right. They have done some things in there, but this was this is much more. I would say this is definitely exploring like, you know, bigger end stuff. Uh, in terms of uh, cosmic capability that you've seen hinted at in the Guardians of Galaxy 1 and 2. Interesting. Okay. So, okay. And uh, uh, 
for that movie, we are adding some new actors and actresses to uh, the MCU, of course. Uh, Richard Madden, Brian Tyree Henry, Salma Hayek, and uh, Angelina Jolie are uh, the starring actors for Angelina that. Angelina Jolie? Seriously? Yes. Are you sure that that uh, that Jolie has been confirmed? I thought she was in, but in and out. Is she is she actually? On she the is. List? She is on the stage at the presentation. For what? That's a lock. I'll like thirty eight pounds of her. I guess she is in the picture. I mean, yeah. Are you sure it's not a cardboard cutout? They're about the same size. <laughs> oh my this gosh, man. that was fun. Our... What is she supposed to be doing? She's playing a character called Thena, who is a blatant ripoff of Athena. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so kind of kind of easy to see where they're going. Then you just mm. change a letter, and you, you, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, so then the fun thing is uh, here is that the other big uh, Disney thing coming along is uh, Disney Plus, which is known as that thing that is going to uh, lead everyone to cancel their Netflix subscriptions because there will be nothing left to watch that isn't owned by Disney. Um, so uh, the interesting thing is here is that um, Disney has done, uh, you know, obviously uh, TV spinoffs that are tied to the MCU before, but they are supposedly, in, you know, going to be having a much more direct role. So they're going to have more of the actual cast from Avengers movies in them, and some of the movies may actually follow uh, content from the TV series as well, which which is something that, like... S.H.I.E.L.D. would follow the movies, but the movies would never refer to or follow events in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so this is going to be a little bit closer of a partnership uh, between the TV and the movie side. Um, and honestly, I don't know what they're going to do with S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's I, I, I haven't seen this last season, but it's still uh, it's still trucking along. That show um, is still on the air. It is fucking uh, how, dude. Well, so the the main thing is that it is a uh, Disney-owned show on a Disney-owned network, and it is vaguely pertaining to the the largest like movie franchise on the face of the planet. So, but like, if it, it, nobody's it, watching, it. no, no, no. I, like, I so one, it did just get canceled, so that that hit the news today. Oh, but what it was I'm, interesting. I'm a well, Marvel is the one that canceled it, not ABC, which is interesting. Um, and in fact, they, they kind of stacked it up with the ratings. It was getting comparable ratings to like Vikings and Better Call Saul. That's not really not bad. Yeah, for real. Mm. So they don't want it. They don't want it tampering with their new TV initiative is really probably what it comes down to. Yeah, I kind of I kind of tend to agree with that. It is probably time to, to figure out how to move them on or do something else with them. Um, and, and it's kind of a shame because that was, I, I did dabble back in and out of it um, periodically. I would watch kind of like certain story arcs. Like I was really, I really enjoyed the, the Ghost Rider story arc that they had. The Ghost Rider arc was really good. That was very good. Yeah. They, and they've had a few here and there that have been I, like really good. So. And uh, was that, uh, was that Gabriel Luna's like kind of breakout role? Cause I know he's, he's doing yeah. Terminator now. Yeah, I, I well, I'd never seen him in anything before that. I, he obviously had some acting chops, but yeah, I see he's in the, the he's apparently the new Terminator bad guy. So, so um, all right. So uh, what we're what the uh, what we're moving on to here is that the um, Phase Four plan actually includes TV shows, and the first one is um, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Um, and this is going to be, of course, a Disney Plus exclusive, um, including uh, uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Um, so that's that's the first series that's up, and it is coming in uh, fall of next year. So so we're talking about this is like the last thing on next year's schedule for for Marvel. Um, have they indicated? Have they indicated those are going to be like? one season and done or are they expecting it to like run multiple seasons to like i guess it's got, the format that's that really has got to come down to how much money it, it brings in and how well disney plus does my, my i mean I, is that they're following the like a netflix like uh model where they plan out like a an encapsulated season uh and then they kind of see how they go from there gotcha and i mean you know you know the the big question is obviously is they're they're pushing a bunch of like movie actors into doing TV shows for to to really push this Disney Plus launch. I think there's going to be a good question on like if you're used to doing movies and you know TV's not really your thing, how long are you going to stick it out in the uh in the TV world there, you well, know? And and see that would be something that I would be curious to see if Disney does maybe explore the idea of having like a show I don't even really want to call it a show. I guess we call it like a miniseries that kind of ties into, you know, whatever movie is, you know, about to come out or get ready to come out within, let's say, fucking like, I don't know, eight to 12 months from now or whatever, right? Uh, that would be interesting, I think. And I think that that might work as far as that, like, I guess, movie a- movie actor moving over to television aspect of it goes if that makes sense i think it certainly helps to kind of put something that's you know right after the big end game hype you know spike to put something that's going to immediately follow that up on your new service it's going to really sweeten the deal for people to hop on and and get subscribed because once you get people subscribed it's much more likely to keep them there they're they're less likely to actually cancel so i think this is all a pretty good Pretty good timing, I think, in, in kind of having that service come out and having this come out on that service. All right, so Jay. Yes? I'm going to need your help on this next one, too. Shocker. Thank you. Uh, so uh, February 2021 is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, which is going to involve, uh, I assume, a character called Shang-Chi. And no, no. I'm Yes. No, not at all. Not a chance. And and, and uh, the villain is supposed to be the real Mandarin, not the the fake Mandarin from Iron Man three. That is correct. Is that all you got for me? You got nothing else? Well, okay. And if if you were trying to do a soft handoff to me, I was worst job in the world. Uh, that Thank being you. Far correct. Shang Chi Master Kung Fu. He is a uh, again a. Fairly, um, fairly long run character inside the Marvel universe. Um, in that he, he, on the surface, you could say he's very similar to Iron Fist. Not quite the same. I, I, I believe he has some level of chi power, but it's not remotely as extravagant or as uh, elaborate as Iron Fist. Uh, he's also notable as being actually asian in the in the comics so that's that's one so they definitely wanted to step out on that kind of casting um other than that 
I can't tell you a lot about it. He's he's again, he's a longtime character in the Marvel universe, but he is absolutely not a certainly not in recent years. Is there? Uh, can you say that he's had like a like a couple serious runs or any big artists or writers attached to him? He's always been sort of a guy that comes in and out of the background. He's had a few. He's been in a couple one shots and crossovers. As uh, a kind of a, a mix in kind of guy, but you, I don't. Like, I would have to look it up on Comixology to see if there's been a current and modern run of Shang-Chi. I don't believe there has been. Um, what what I will offer here, and you know, I'm, I'm going to be very careful how I say this, um, Marvel is, you know, they're kind of going out of their way to find some characters or highlight some characters that are not straight white males. Just point blank. That's, that's, that's something that's, you know, that they've been doing slowly. Um, you, you know, Shang-Chi is actually, he's a good character, works very well, I mean, does pretty well, definitely more of a street level, kind of that defenders, you know, daredevil, iron fist level kind of guy. So I'm fine. Yeah. It sounds good to me. Um, but he basically does Kung Fu. That's, that's really where he's at. Now, again, I, I don't ever recall going out of my way to pick up a Shang-Chi comic book, uh, so I'll have to do a little bit more research than that for you. Um, in terms of why they wanted to reach for that character, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm honestly not sure what was what was the draw for that. I think they could have found some, uh, maybe some other other venues if, in fact, one of the reasons was actually they wanted to find some more diverse character options. I think they could have found some, some maybe some better ones to go with. Uh, but that's, you know, sort of my take on, on that one. All right, that's fair. It's um, probably their uh, version of trying to find something fresh, you know, digging into things that no one heard about. But mm. uh, I don't know. And Sometimes I that mean, backfires because then everyone's like, "I never heard of that person." I'm not watching. Credit where credit's due. They've they've taken some characters that nobody's, you know, nobody outside of real fans have heard of before and turned them into really good and very popular yeah, movies. No, no, so. I, trust me, they've got it. Like that's why that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of more than willing to give them some. You know, room on anything they bring out is that their track record over what twenty three movies is pretty good. Uh, so I, I, I'm I'm certainly on board with a movie just to see what they do with it. Uh, I'm I'm very okay with that. But in terms of like the character, like what he's known for and what he really brings to the table that will that could change the Marvel, you know, the the next iteration of, of the MCU. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not real sure. Uh, I'm not real sure what what he's what he's bringing um or at least if they view him as a cornerstone one of the things i'm interested to see with phase four in everything before this you could clearly see how they were brick by brick building and weaving this these these kind of culminating uh series of movies together these massive uh movies together because of the characters that they were using they were using characters that naturally would fit together and build towards something spectacular, which they did. And in fact, they hit it in multiple ways over the course of several movies, not just Endgame. Um, and what I'm looking at for in phase four is, are they trying to follow anything that looks similar to that model? Now, I'm not saying that that's a requirement for anybody, me, but I'm looking to see how are they building the MCU, not just one-offs. Guys, that you, for, what are they? What are they building too? You know, yeah, they had and, every and movie had a dang stone in it for the past twenty films. So right, exactly. 
it, it doesn't have to be huge either. I mean, you can only get like an in-game every once in a while. I think I think you're going to see some stuff like this with like Shang-Chi and, and you know, Blade and some other things we're going to talk about coming around, where I think we're, you're going to see more of the reminiscent Marvel you know, universe building is when they start introducing Fantastic Four and X-Men, which Kevin Feige absolutely dropped uh, as 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 one of his walkaway lines. Um, so that I think is where you're going to see that, you know, like building up to a Galactus or, you know, something like that. But Shang-Chi, you know, probably be a good character. That's actually one that I would have liked to have seen more in a, uh, you know, Netflix Marvel style, to be honest with you. And, and one of the things I think is going to be kind of criminal is if they don't use, and they probably won't use the characters out of the Netflix world, uh, bring them into the full-on MCU. That would be baller um, if they if they would do that. Uh, I, so, I, like I said, Chi, man, you got my thoughts on it. It just sort of opened up a, a broader aperture discussion uh, in terms of some of the things that they're, you know, so, some of the different things that they, they can do with that character. Or really, I'm, what we don't know what they can do with that character. And I think the big question whether or not they can use the Netflix shows in the future, those characters is what their their agreement was with Netflix. Um, because I think it was very clear they, they weren't interested in, in keeping them on Netflix and, and would rather reuse them somehow within the, the greater Marvel empire. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, moving to Disney+, Plus, we're going to bounce back over to TV here. And uh, spring 2021 is uh, WandaVision, uh, no space. And um, this is uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. Um, and, and so obviously, uh, it describes that at somehow at, at, in some way, uh, vision is coming back, uh, for this TV series. And, um, yeah, that's, that's what we know about that one. That seems really weird. It's, it's a bit odd, but you know, the thing is, I, I appreciate that they're going back and, and giving some actual screen time to some of these characters that they didn't give movies to in the Avengers because, you know how much how much did you really get to learn who these characters were? They got some some great lines here and there in in a couple of movies, and then in some cases they died. You know. Uh, well, I I think I know I know how they're going to do it. I'm just kind of curious how they elected to do that. I, I, it could be what you exactly what you just said. They just wanted to give more interesting characters an end. Uh, what I'll be fascinated to see is wanda who has incredible ties to the x-men lore and mutant lore because she is a mutant or at least she was in most iteration in pretty much every iteration of a marvel offer until here recently um i'm kind of curious to see how that that may play out down the road but i i think if i'm not mistaken um dr strange 2 multiverse of madness is going to literally walk it will abut or join into that storyline of wanda whoa, whoa 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 you're moving down you're jumping down the sheet man i'm making a natural connection based on Iggy laid the story out all right fine i refer to this as an audible it's a sports thing trust me all right it's like an it's like a half an hour down this dang document here it's segway. it's a really long time uh, yeah no it, it really is um so uh, I'll, I'll move a little faster then. Uh, so the next Disney Plus is um, in uh, spring of 2021 is they have announced a Loki series. And um, this is another Endgame spinoff because what they're doing is they're saying, hey, remember that alternate timeline thing where uh, Loki grabbed the Tesseract and went, I'm out of here. 
uh, this is that one, and that's basically their their uh, end run around the fact that a that they made him not evil, and two they made him dead, and and now they're just like, well, this is the mischievous one still, and and from a different universe, so haha, we're gonna have fun with it. Well, it's kind of like what they did with Gamora, right? Kind of reset her back to you know a few films ago. Pretty much, although the you know the big question is whether or not they will um, tie it back into the main MCU or just say, hey, you know, we're having fun in this multiverse of madness. That's a segue, um, and just leave it off in some separate separate universe. Um, and Tom Hiddleston is playing Loki? Question mark. Of course, yes. So again, you know, it's very, very. They're very high profile like actors that they are they are putting into you know, make our Disney Plus series is for us so that people subscribe to Disney Plus. Well, I mean, um, yeah, you got to get your seven bucks out of people so that they pay you once and then forget about it. Right. Um, they, I mean, the amount of money they have to be investing in this, this just like just the Disney Plus Marvel series is, is got to be obscene. So um, Doctor Strange 2, which has what may be the longest title in a Marvel movie yet to date. Um, uh, that is in May of 2021 and is Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Um, Jay, you know anything about this? Does this, is this like a, this like a thing yeah. from the comics or it, it's going to be literally exactly what he just said. He, he's going to remember that scene, um, uh, in infinity war where you see him doing the, uh, sort of the DMT trip thing through time with the time stones and like, I've seen like 15 gazillion like iterations. There's only one where we went. That those were him looking into different multiverse, multiverse facets, basically. Um, you could argue that the difference between a timeline and then an alternate universe is is pretty thin. And in fact, I think the ancient one sort of describes that a little bit to Bruce Banner to Smart Hulk as part of Endgame when he goes to get the stone from her. Um, so I, I think it does two things. Well, it does a couple. One, you bring back the 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 actual magical element of uh, of the MCU, which they did a very good job with, I think, bringing in uh, Doctor Strange in the way that uh, he can kind of bind things together and from a team standpoint as sort of a, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a chaining agent that, that works, down, you know, in downstream Marvel movies. Kind of the Tony Stark-esque type character, to be frank with you, because he, he deals with sort of everybody in the Marvel Universe in, in a very significant way, uh, often behind the scenes. But he he's a, he's a good character for them to kind of continue with. So you, you bring him back and you reestablish him, which is likely going to be, pay, be paid off for, hopefully, well, anyway, will be paid off for in Down the Road movies. Two, you do bring back or remind people of the magical element of the Marvel Universe. Uh, and then three, my understanding is this is supposed to be have a touch of horror movie involved in it. Um, not quite a full on actual horror movie, but a touch of like the ambiance of a horror movie in a couple areas. Uh, and Dr. Strange often has been involved and in, he's kind of flipped. He kind of moves back and forth between the more mainstream Marvel uh, stuff and then sort of their you know, Marvel, the dark side of Marvel, if you will, like really the real gritty or the supernatural side uh, of Marvel. And I think this is supposed to be a bit, a bit of an expression of that. I don't know that much about the uh, the storyline itself. 
I've done a couple of brief, you know, just brief flicks and it's actually on my list of things to kind of look into tonight or see if there's any additional videos on it. I've only read a couple thumbnails about it and saw like a couple quick announcements. Um, but that's, that would be my hot take on it. What it also does, I, I think nicely is it does set up the multiverse aspect, which is kind of big in most comic book universes. Uh, that you have to deal with. They kind of toyed with it in Spider-Man, uh, but it was sort of, hey, is that like a joke? Is that sort of a gag or like a, you know, a, a thing that Mysterio is putting on? But this is a real, Jay. actual expression of the multiverse. Uh, Jay. Yeah. We, we're not spoilers free on, on Spider-Man yet. We haven't declared yeah, that. Spoiling the fact that Mysterio is a bad guy. I, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, so, and if you if you think that's a spoiler, that's okay. have another talk. <laughs> So, it, so ultimately, I think it's a uh, it's a good thing where it opens up a lot of different ways. And I'm gonna bet you, I will I will bet you one dollar in Bates' pocket that that will be a a way that they bring or introduce either you know, the X Men writ large, the mutants writ large, or uh, the Fantastic Four into the MCU. Oh. Can we get another Fantastic Four movie, please? Was there, that was there any mention of that on the docket by chance? Uh, that it was not a formal announcement. It was literally a walk away. Uh, as Feige was closing out, he said, "Hey, we 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 didn't get a chance to talk to you about uh, Guardians, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy three and this that and the other. We didn't talk to you about the Fantastic Four movie. Didn't talk to you about like the X Men movie. And he that's all he said. And just oh, for off. real." Basically, uh, they basically like low key announce these things, and then man. walks off the stage, which is a fucking baller move on his part. Yeah, for sure, man. That's like well, I mean, I, I think they'd already said before that they like they basically had Phase Four lined up and ready to go before they bought Fox. So that when did they buy Fox? They just finished it like a month or two ago. Like no. they started about eighteen months. Nah, yeah, about eighteen, fourteen, eighteen months ago. Jesus Christ! And they've completed but, the sale. So, and they they own all that shit out right now. Right now they own it, but I mean the thing is, is they they were basically like we already had all this other stuff lined up, so we're getting there, but it's going to take a while, and so we're probably just going to have a big gap in in X Men for for a few years is is my guess yet. Um. Because this this timeline goes through through to you know twenty twenty two here, um, and I I know there's there's I haven't I still haven't seen Dark Phoenix. There's um the yeah, new mutants movie. Has, it's fine. What? Yeah, nobody else has either. It's fine. Okay, all right. Um, I know the new mutants is supposed to come out, and that's gonna be like the last X Men movie that Fox did. Um, it's actually like the second to last one that did, but the, but it got like wait shot. That, that movie still hasn't come out yet. No, no, that's, it hasn't because that's the one that they were touting as like a horror movie, wasn't it? Yes, and yeah, that was the, the horror fucking, X Men yeah. movie, and and they they it, it was like so close to release that they were doing <sighs> trailers for it in theaters, and then they movie. were like, everyone else did too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, trust me, I think uh, there's a for a little while. It wasn't they just delayed it. They were they actually. It, I don't remember, I don't think it was officially announced, but it was like one of those extremely strongly hinted at that that shit was just going to stay in the can. Yeah, I thought they can. I really wouldn't. As far as I know, they're still planning to release it. But honestly, it wouldn't totally shock me if like you know what, screw this. It's a Disney Plus exclusive. Go watch it there because I uh, don't want to put it on theaters. I can oh, totally see doing that. Stop. 
Um, I, I mean, like one of the things that's that's neat is if you have like your own streaming service, you can throw stuff up that you don't really want to market. Otherwise, it's just like bonus content. Um, y- you know, one of the things I was impressed by is if you go on on DC Universe, they have like their old Aquaman pilot and like all sorts of random crud that you like nobody would buy that license for that from them but you know if you're on their service they can throw this stuff at you because nobody's licensed it um and uh yeah as you said earlier the the try to loop back in this list so we can get done with it so we can talk about something not marvel today um so doctor strange 2 is also supposed to include scarlet witch and they and they specifically say the events of WandaVision will lead directly into the movie, which is that weird thing where the Disney plus shows will actually matter. Um, as opposed to, to all the previous MCU TV shows. Um, the next one I think is going to be fun. Um, and this, this is, uh, this is another Disney plus show is they're making a show called what if, and it's going to be a, um, uh, animated or wait, is it a, no, it, it's a it's a it's a series. Okay, uh, it's a Disney Plus series. It's gonna be uh, kind of alternate universe one shots um, with you know MCU characters, and they will be mostly getting like the actual voice actors for the various characters that they're they're going to include. So, and they're they're talking about having Ant Man, Killmonger, Peggy Carter, some of those characters, and with their actual voice actors doing the you know, random alternate takes on those characters. That that has the potential to be really, really cool. The What If books are uh, uh, both, both a lot of you know, major comic brands have these, particularly, uh, you know, Marvel has What If and then DCU has Elseworlds. Um, it's it's really, it's, it's a really neat sort of sandbox that you can kind of play in. So basically you have uh, one of the watchers is, he says, hey, there's, you know, it, it kind of opens up with the same sort of Gene Roddenberry-esque, you know, kind of cold opening, or Rod Serling kind of hoping you get out of the Twilight Zone. Uh, hey, there's, you know, there's billions of multiverses out there. There's a different option for everything, even things that you know that are, you know, uh, people that you know or situations that you're familiar with may be slightly different for dramatic effect and things like that. And then you will see... Um, different sorts of, sorts of kind of mashup things like what if somebody else had been blasted with gamma rays and not Bruce Banner? What if, um, you know, the Nazis got the super soldier serum uh, and, and they made it work as opposed to just, you know, Captain America stopping them, you know, that kind of thing. There, there's any number of infinite ways that they can do this, but they, they basically take a thread out of the Marvel universe that generally centers around a critical plot point, a very well-known canonical critical plot point um, in in a major story arc uh, or in a character origin, and then just divert it. Uh, DC was really, they really took a a somewhat similar take, but they would do a lot of mashups where they would, you know, do something like what if the green lantern ring found young Bruce Wayne before it found, uh, you know, Hal Jordan. So you have basically a Batman character with the power of the Green Lantern. They, they did that a lot in uh, Elseworlds, where they, where they would do character mashups. 
and, and what if does that a little bit too, uh, but they're a little bit more in terms of like kind of breaking in different timeline zones and stuff. I think it would be pretty baller. I think it has the potential to be really cool. You could really only do this in an animated format, I would offer, just because you'd have to you know, be bringing different people in and out uh, all the time to play some fairly major roles, uh, potentially. So, oh, you know, I, I think it's very interesting. I, I'm very much looking forward to this one. And then um, uh, the next Disney Plus series, we have a lot of these, is uh, Hawkeye, which will, in fact, uh, include uh, Jeremy Renner. Um, and will also, uh, or headline, uh, whoever is playing, uh, Kate Bishop, who is his kind of, uh, English language, help me out here. Apprentice of sorts. Yes. Um, cause they kind of, they kind of want to retire him from the Avengers, but they could have this apprentice be the next Hawkeye. Is that kind of what they're getting at here? Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of swapping people out, you know. That I I think there was, you know, if you look at it, there was a there's a strong, um, you know, tone that that, uh, you know, Sp- Spider Man in in the MCU variant is is kind of, uh, you know, the new Iron Man, and then you have, um, you know, they swapped out Captain America, and we'll get to Thor in a moment. Um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of going through the Avengers, I think, and, and, you know, figure out how do we change the, you know, change this actor list before we start, you know, losing people or, or whatnot. I think that's, that's kind of where they're going, right? For this phase, try to keep everything still with a consistent story, try to avoid recasting the same people so soon, but still kind of, kind of start to, to refresh things a bit. So Thor. This is the big one. This is the big news of the of, of the thing. Um, uh, I, I absolutely would not have guessed previously that uh, Thor would be the first uh, MCU franchise to get a fourth movie. Um, but, uh, you know, given how well Ragnarok went, uh, it's not too surprising, I suppose. Uh, so uh, Thor 4 is called Love and Thunder. And... Uh, the the big news is is that Natalie Portman is back as as Thor. I am shocked that she is back. Wait, it's what? so yeah yeah. No, Natalie Portman came back to the Thor franchise after like spending ten years ranting about how ticked she was about it. Internal groaning intensified. <laughs> like like like. I can only assume that the check that they were going to give her was bigger than whatever fucking art house film that she was going to do otherwise. I mean, Pretty much, they're like, not. look, you're irrelevant now. Yeah, like once once Padme died, she's done. Like that was that's all she had. The uh, I I I, got, I have to say, like, so I I was actually I'm actually a fan of the Jane Foster, uh, the Jane Foster Thor run in the comics. It was really really well done. Uh, it was still is being really well done. But there's a but, but there's there's some definitely some catches in how they did it, and it, it's. Uh, you know, I, I, certainly I know nothing about what the movie and very little about what the movie is going to be. But in the comics, the way it works is Jane Foster is basically dying of cancer. Um, she's I don't remember the exact circumstances of how it works, but she's she's dying of cancer. She's found worthy enough to wield Mjolnir. And then what it, the, the hook that makes that storyline work really well, other than the fact that out of nowhere, they just again, just in, in all fairness, there was a, a 
in my opinion, there was a drive to have more diverse characters or character archetypes. So they created a female Thor. Um, that's not the first time that's happened, by the way. But what made the Jane Foster storyline really interesting is that she and her human self, she's, she's dying of cancer. And every time she would use Mjolnir to transform herself into the likeness of Thor or utilize the power of Thor, it actually would accelerate or exacerbate her cancer. So she has to make very deliberate decisions about every time she wants to wield her power. Uh, which w was a phenomenal plot device in the story, and I thought was really, really good. Um, and I'm, and you know, that that's that's part one. So I like the Jane Foster uh, wielding the power of Thor theory uh, or or storyline if it's done well and like that kind of. Uh, I do come off the rails with Natalie Portman, not a good Jane Foster for that, uh, unless they have a stunt double coming in for her. Because uh, that's more or less what would happen in the comics too. Um, like it's it's not like you just like strap some silver armor and have her holding a hammer and suddenly she's she's got the power of Thor. It, it was a you know very much a Hulk like physical transformation, if you will. Um, so I'm not I'm, I'm be interested to see how they kind of work with that. She'll have to do a lot of roids and they're going to do some creative camera work to, to kind of pull that that shit off. Uh, I'm it's more, Disney. They'll just CGI her and it'll be yeah. Fine. I mean it'll, and, it'll be fine. And like I said, that's that's totally fair. But I just. I just, I, I think I, I am less enamored with Natalie Portman, period. I think part of it is, I don't believe they have changed out any characters in, in the MCU that I can remember. Uh, uh, Rhodey. Oh, right, Rhodey. Yeah, he, he's definitely, I think he might be the only one. Uh, but they've not changed, they've got a track of really being very consistent with that. Oh, and, and Bruce Banner. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Uh, no. Are, are the, they, the, 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 the Incredible... The Incredible yeah, Hulk was a proper was MCU movie. Yeah, they're claiming that was a retrofitted MCU then. That no, that always was MCU. It had it had uh, um, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in that movie in the after credit scene. That was a that was a proper. MCU oh, okay. Movie. No, okay. I totally wasn't catching that one then. Um, but like I said, they they don't change them out too much. I I'm a little bit concerned about that one. Uh, so you've got two kind of big storylines going on well potentially three one natalie portman wielding the power of thor I, i'm a little sketchy on that one mostly because of natalie portman two uh you've got valkyrie who is now the king and i think in her words is like well valkyrie is the king of asgard and she has to find a queen or a king has to find a, a queen so they're going to play up that aspect of it um one i'm I actually like the actress that's involved in that. I just don't think she's a good Valkyrie because I know that character from the comics very well. And she does not appear to be, uh, you know, does not portray or act like what I thought that would be. Uh, but like I said, I, I think they wanted to, it, it's how they wanted to cast it and kind of go with it. Um, but I assume they're going to play the play hard into finding a female love interest for Valkyrie. Uh, which again is fine, and then you bring in Thor, which I think is going to be ma more back towards God of Thunder Thor, not much Bro Thor, um, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that sort of all plays out. I do think that Taika Waititi is probably the guy to to pull something like that off and make a good movie out of it. When you take those three very disparate elements, I think that could happen, and, and I think it, I think it would work potentially pretty good, uh, or. It, 
he has the, he has the capability of doing that. I would almost have rather seen a uh, Valkyrie slash Lady Thor scenario happen in one movie, and then as Guardians of the Galaxy uh, happen in a separate activity, then bring them together later. Um, side hustle. I forgot to circle back with this. There was the other time that Thor was a female. It was actually still Thor Odinson. He was turned into a woman, uh, like literally gender gender swapped uh, by magic to kind of basically teach him a lesson or fuck with him for a while. And he had a pretty long run like that too. <laughs> um, and, and I believe Loki did that, if I'm not mistaken. So that's not the first time it's happened. Uh, so that's not that big of a deal. Like I said, I, I just think it's more about the choice of Natalie Portman bringing that in or being able to bring that that part of the aspect of uh thor life which i you know not sure how that's gonna work all right so um that is actually the end of the schedule that we have um though the the other uh noted point in terms of the we don't have a release date yet but we're gonna announce something um maharshala ali is the new blade i'm totally bummed and torched that wesley snipes isn't isn't back as blade but i totally acknowledge I just I just like the fact that Blade's coming back. I think it'd be cool to see more modern rendition of it. You know, uh, if you go back and watch those Blade movies, they actually hold up pretty well. They weren't they weren't too bad. I mean, they were surprisingly good for the time they were made. Yeah, and and they actually did not a bad job of capturing that character. You know, um, uh, you know, aside from the fact that Wesley Snipes is a fucking lunatic, um, it, the, the character and the way they did it. Not not bad. Not, actually, not bad. Uh, I do like the idea of Blade coming back because, again, he's one of those people more on the darker side of Marvel that uh, you could see him interacting with Doctor Strange. That like when you guys fucked with me very hard, which I'm still scarred about with like the Midnight Suns thing. I like I <laughs> still so still never. I'm very angry about that. Um, that that would be a great sort of uh, take that you could pull in something like that. So, um, so Blade, and th- maybe this is just because I, you know, my experience with it is the movies, which were obviously not presented as as a you know quote unquote comic book movie. Um, so, in the, is this like a normal like Marvel universe crosses over with other Marvel characters? Like I always had assumed that regardless of who owned the Blade franchise, it was just like, you know, some other comic in a different you know unrelated universe. No, um, you know, uh, he's owned a, by the same company. No, he's absolutely a mainstream character. Um, so. And, and, and like I said, the, the rendition that you probably remember from the Wesley Snipes version is is character story, origin, powers, you know, kind of general attitude and all that kind of good jazz. Pretty, pretty accurate, actually, to the comics, like like pretty accurate um, where he where you saw him a lot was, again, sort of floating in and out of that kind of Doctor Strange sort of realm. Uh, he, anything he really dealt in more the supernatural, not the magic necessarily, but the more supernatural dark side of Marvel. Uh, you know, Midnight Suns was a good example of that. So, him, Moon Knight, um, you know, Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange. Uh, there are two or three other ones that you see float in and out. But that that was actually, yeah, he was a a well known, fairly well known character, and it was not uncommon. Uh, you know, where you have periodically, 
heroes having to fight vampires of some, some sort of ilk or something that blade would be brought in to help him out or consult or something like that. That's not, again, not, that was not out of the ordinary, uh, did a lot of team ups and stuff like that as well. When you'd see people, uh, like main character, character art, uh, groups or, or heroes getting into supernatural stuff that he's one of the people that they would sometimes float in along with Dr. Strange to, to try to, uh, you know, bring in a different component of the team to solve that problem or something like that. All right. I look forward to seeing what they do with it. Yeah, right. The actor's great, by the way. Like, he's really good. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's got some chops. Oh, yeah, no. And he's a, he's actually, he's already been in, um, uh, he was Cottonmouth and Luke Cage um, as well. So, but yeah, no, he's he's good. Um, so we're 50 minutes into the show. and Holy and shit. We've just talked about Marvel. This is, guys, I want you to... Um... Write this down that on this uh was this the twenty second of July. This is the longest that you've ever heard Sir Rizel talk on an episode of the Live oh, Podcast. Shut it. Let's just put um, that out there. Alright, um so I'm gonna I'm gonna recover for a few minutes before I get into my, my, my real topic of choice. So 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 bait. Yeah, so I guess Yeah, yeah, um, about the Witcher thing. Since yeah. yeah, god damn it. Since we are in this the um whatchamacallit, Comic Con season. Um, for years now, we've been hearing uh Netflix talk about their Witcher project. Well, at Comic Con, we finally got a trailer, and guys, let me tell you what I'm excited. I'm very excited by this trailer. I cannot wait to see this. What did you all think? Uh, as someone who's not played The Witcher and put your pitchforks down, Pokey. um, I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, it looks pretty cool, though. You know, I mean, it, I, I can't, of course, speak for um, accuracy to the character other than just pictures I've seen in little uh, trailers and stuff. But uh, it, it looks like something I would watch just because it's in the genre that I, I tend to like. So it, it looks interesting. It looks really good. Like, it looks a lot better than at least I thought it was going to look. So I'm excited by that. Um, I, I would say... Yeah. One, I, I was game for game for it anyway. If you bring on Henry Cavill to that, he's probably not at this point. He's probably not signing on for a like a you know a B movie level kind of activity. And Netflix got some bankroll right now, so I, I think that you know I was on board anyway. I saw the trailer, definitely on board. Now I will say this: if you think you're going to be seeing Blood and Wine or Witcher Three, it's not that it's not the same. So The Witcher is actually a very, very popular uh, fantasy series, uh, particularly in Europe. It's actually written in Poland, uh, Polish first. It's a, from a Polish fantasy author. Uh, since translated to a lot of different languages, you know, and you can find them in a lot of different places. Go, go to Amazon. Check them out. They're actually quite good. They are definitely in the uh, kind of Joe Ambrose or sort of, you know, Martin style um, type fantasy. There, it's it, it's pretty hard hitting type stuff, uh, but the books themselves are really really good, like really really good. And, and it definitely appears that just my what the ninety second trailer that we got. It definitely follows the book version of Geralt and the Witcher world much more closely aligned to that to the books than the, than the games. Um, that being said, the games themselves are, are actually pretty good. You know, they're decent game adaptations of that, of that world. It's sort of like, uh, for scale, if you had to like make a, uh, 
make make a game out of something like Game of Thrones, like that depth of story and characters. That's like, how do you make a video game out of that shit? You know, that that's basically how the Witcher had to work with the books uh, because it, they're they're pretty encompassing. So it, it is it is very clear though. It just from some the some of the characters and how they were interacting and things like that, and sort of the scenario was seems like it's much more closely aligned to the book. I don't think it's bad. I just just know that going in, you're not going to see uh, necessary. I'm sure there'll be some fan service to the to the games in there, obviously, but uh, just mentally prepare yourself for that if you, in fact, are a Deep Witcher fan on the video game genre side. Yeah, it seems like it's it's uh, it, it's more drawn its inspiration from the books, which I think is I think it's fine. I don't think I've ever read those books before, but um, it was kind of interesting seeing scenes that I didn't quite recognize from a game uh, in the trailer. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm excited, and hopefully, it, it you know goes over well. I, I will say this: I know I know it's very shallow, but you know, Henry Cavill looked pretty good as Geralt. Dude, let me tell you like, what. I completely forgot that he was in this until you said something just now. Yeah, I mean, Superman is the fucking Witcher. <laughs> it's crazy. So it doesn't look like there's a release date on this yet, but uh, all we can do is hope that it's soon because I know many people. Netflix, Netflix will hold it until they start oh. watching the... Uh the subscription numbers really drop from, from Disney Plus's launch, and then they'll probably drop it. Stop. Don't say that. It's they probably true. It's they probably had true. A, they, had a, they just had an earnings call, and, and my understanding is Netflix's numbers have, have just tanked, and they're, really? they're trying to make it... They're trying to make it look good, but it, it does not look good. I, I mean, the thing is, everybody's, everybody's leaving to launch their own service. You know, Warner's already announced they're going to do um you know this like an expanded like combining hbo and dc universe and and um you know some other warner properties and and make their service and disney plus is coming in here and we were talking about their you know dropping like the entire cast of the avengers on that um you know netflix needs stuff like this i I mean it's it's probably gonna be really good because netflix can't afford for it not to be Mm. um you know this is you know, it's like uh, the, the other one that really needs a new win is um, uh, we didn't talk about it in here, but um, uh, HBO dropped a trailer for like his dark materials or whatever. Um, they're all, you know, and they need a new Game of Thrones before everybody stops paying for HBO, you know, and, and their Netflix needs something to keep people watching that. So that's where you're going to see some of this really big budget stuff coming out didn't they make a movie about this his dark materials shit already yep the golden compass yep. ha- never saw it huh. Interesting. yeah and nobody else did either Zell. i see it there. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying that's to get... the thing is like i see a lot of movies so when there's a movie that i'm like i haven't actually seen that there's a good chance nobody oh, else the, saw the golden either. compass i saw the first one was it was was there I ever think, a second I one? I think there was only no. one. I, I liked some of the ideas they had in there. Um, execution could have been better, but I was also a lot younger at the time, so my standards were probably a bit lower. But yeah. I, I like parts of it, but yeah, there was never more. 
Yeah, that movie I came don't out. Think I really remember that movie. Was that one with polar bears? It was the, the, the polar it's bears, the polar like bear. having like a boxing match, and he rips it at polar bears. Oh, like yeah. he really rips his jaw off. Like it's actually really gruesome. And <laughs> you think it's like a kid's movie? It's like and when people just, took their kids to see Pan's Labyrinth and walked out. See, that's the kind of movie that when it's too late, it's really too late. <laughs> if the damage has been done. Scarred for life already. Oh, jeez. I like, I, I like Pan's Labyrinth, but that's got some shit you don't want your five-year-old to see. Um, Alright, and then uh, speaking of propping up uh, streaming services, um, CBS All Access would very much like people to continue subscribing, and as a proper Trekkie, I will. Um, so... Uh, CBS dropped their trailers for uh, the the first big one is uh, for the Picard series um, because when you really want people to watch Star Trek, you bring back the only guy who can guarantee people will watch Star Trek. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, uh, Patrick Stewart's coming back. Um, they have a handful of cameos of of people from Next Gen and Seven of Nine from Voyager are, are apparently in probably just the pilot of this because they have. Uh, they have a whole new cast for the show. Um, it looks good. Um, you know, Picard looks Picard-like, which is, is the important part. Um, I will tell you, uh, if you haven't watched the trailer, um, the last few seconds... So, so Data's in this, and um, it, it's interesting because three years ago, Brent Spiner said he would never again play Data because he's too old for the role because Data doesn't age. Um Unfortunately, it appears that money, uh, money talks, and um, Brent Spiner has again appeared as Data. And what it looks like was done was that um, I think CBS tried to do a Disney de-aging thing, but without any of the talent or finesse that that Disney has learned to develop while doing it. It looks terrible. They're just using that face app thing. Stop. It's no, don't I, stop I, that. I mean, seriously, if you look at Data in the last few seconds of this trailer, it's it's Uncanny Valley. It's very Uncanny Valley. It's it, You don't know what's wrong with it, but you know they did something you, wrong. You, you almost kind of give it a pass, though, because he isn't a real person, so you kind of expect him to look weird. But, but, but it, it doesn't look like him. I mean, he looked okay before, he's and he doesn't He's such a good here. Data, though. Like, he's so good at the role. <laughs> I know, but but still, it, it just it's weird. And it he specifically said he was done. He's like, I'm never coming back to this. I can't do it. And and here he is. Um, Zell, I got is your beef with Brent Spiner coming back or with it being done? The bad effects. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. It's a it's a it's a it's a really rough effect. It's honestly, I I'm hoping that they can fix it before the, before this well, airs. Now let's let's be realistic here. If you go back to the OG series, um, he was no, dude worth, with a bad haircut and white makeup, like really yes. shitty white makeup. Okay, so yes, I, I kind of get it. You know, it it looks bad. So but, start right. a petition online and see if the showrunners will cancel it for a little bit and then work on the no. effects. I hear that no. works. I've I've heard that works. I've heard it works it, too, which is why it I suggested does. it. But but I really want more Star Trek, and I will tolerate this effect if that's what it takes no, to you get won't. it. Yeah, I will. You're gonna be on the um, show every week, being like, "Data still looks bad." No, because he's only gonna be in the pilot. It's gonna be like a five second clip. It just annoys me because it looks terrible. Um, okay, all right. Is I it, got it now. Is it disappearing mustache bad, or is it just bad? 
go look for yourself. It's, Links it's, in the show notes. It's, it's, it's bad. This, 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 this is good. So what, what we're really witnessing right here is Zell and Bait at Tanagra when the walls fell. <laughs> right, Jake? <laughs> All right. So so moving on. Um, that's a deep the, uh, Star Trek guys. Just that's a deep, deep cut for the Star Trek guys out there. I'll do it. <laughs> so, um, and then the other trailer they dropped, which um, I I appreciate uh, greatly, is uh, for what uh, they're calling uh, short tracks. And uh, so what uh, they did last year, and it, it was it's a terribly cheap move to try and keep people subscribed to CBS All Access, and I highly recommend that nobody falls for it. But basically, for the intervening months where they don't have Star Trek, um, they they do like these shorts, and they they release one fifteen minute short per month. It's not worth it. That's do not a, say that's a trash cause, movie. Cause, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like, like everybody else, I canceled my CBS All Access after the finale of Discovery, and I'll be back before the season premiere. And the, and I'm not. And and what I did last year is what I'll do this year. As I'll. I'll wait until the premiere of a season and then I'll catch up on all the, the shorts really quick beforehand. Um, but uh, they are kind of neat because they they uh, grab some writers and directors they wouldn't normally have do Star Trek episodes. Um, they're not traditional Star Trek episodes. They just kind of take place in the universe and they usually kind of tie into the season that's to come and, and kind of you know provide some additional context um that's kind of off to the side um so they're neat um but what's interesting here is um you know the so discovery took place like pre the original series and the enterprise was in fact uh featured in the last season uh under captain pike and everybody loved captain pike and thought he was great and the, the the new spock and they wanted more of captain pike and spock on the enterprise um and uh discovery left that timeline at the end of the season and so everyone's like darn we don't get more of that so it looks like all of the shorts take place on the uh the enterprise before the original series um with uh captain pike again so um they look fun they're amusing there's tribbles um you know all of the usual things um so that that looked pretty good too all right star trek now, for the movie that I don't think anybody expected uh, to be announced at all, it's too soon. It's too soon. I'm not ready for. I'm not ready for this. You're not ready for this. You're not ready for it ever. <sighs> Fucking Mr. Rogers is getting a movie, guys, and it's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's got Tom Hanks in it. Did anybody watch the trailer? Because I didn't. Oh. I did watch the trailer, yeah. and, now, and now, now we can call it quits on the whole the whole thing. Let's just, not, let's just gonna, end the show here. You're not going to make it through the movie. <laughs> you're not. Christ, I'm watching the trailer now. Like, Damn. something about Tom Hanks, he just kind of like, he's got that face that just kind of works for Tom, like everything. I mean, he, he, I mean, he really does, no matter what he's doing, but I, I feel like he also... He is a generic old white guy, and you can make him fit into any role... Under that, under that. And, like, did you see the the Onion article that said that Tom Hanks won't stop until he plays every American <laughs> in the country? <laughs> he, he must play literally everybody, and then he'll stop acting. That's that's excellent. Oh, sorry, man. I cut you off. Babe. Go ahead. No, dude, I was just going to say that Tom Hanks really captures the. And I, I I like Tom Hanks a lot. This isn't a. Is I mean, he he really gets the pedophile like 
vibe throughout the whole movie. Bass standing there singing. Bait! <laughs> Stop! Jesus! That's like wait. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Uh, but like, that's why we can't let him host anymore. It's gonna be a hard movie to watch, guys. It's gonna be a hard movie. Uh, but you, that's gotta, okay. you gotta bear in mind, he may be doing this intentionally so he doesn't have to again. <sighs> Damn it. God, just kidding. Yeah, that's we, not yeah, it. That's we not did it. catch you. That's not we it. We caught you. That's not it. Alright, let's talk about Overwatch now. Zell, you wanna talk about this game? I haven't looked that much into this, but. Really? The, the basically, that's the you still play I'm this sorry, game? No. <sighs> I play Heroes of the Storm, the oh, game that Blizzard that already game. canceled. Yeah. They canceled? Um. No, it's oh. it's not. It's just it's on. You know, they they moved all their developers off to a different Blizzard project that they've also already canceled, and so you know, uh, here's the storm just kind of plugs got, along on a nice gentle pace. Is what you're saying. Damn, yeah, dude. yeah, basically. Why do you still play then? It's good. It's is fun. it that good? Though? Um, it's in the in the in the realm of mobas. It's the best. Um, Interesting. In the realm of mobas. So low bar, <laughs> and and my friend behind me is laughing at me. So. I, I, I think he disagrees. Um, a- anyways, um, so uh, Overwatch, though, has announced their 31st hero, um, who's this dude who can manipulate gravity. So that sounds like that's going to be fun um, in, a, in a way that um, Zarya pulling you to a spot is fun. Um, yeah, that's that's and I, I think they released the um, the kind of story trailer for the character, but they did not. Uh, they have not yet done like the gameplay video with all the abilities and stuff. Is Overwatch still going as strong as it was back in the day or is it kind of dropping off? Uh, well, I mean, it drops. It's, it's obviously it's dropped off from the day that literally everybody in the well, brother yeah, was playing I mean, it. Like, is it, you know, you know what I mean? I was like, how's it doing? I mean, it's probably slowed down a little bit, um, you know, but here obviously they are releasing a new hero. They're still doing, you know their event cycle of things it's you know it's a blizzard title so it still has you know a, a dead blizzard title still has millions of players <laughs> i mean people still play diablo 2 so i guess i'm not surprised i mean let's let's check the old twitch here what do we got overwatch currently has is it's still in the popular categories with currently 55,000 viewers like right Ooh. now so you know, yeah, but that's like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth game on the list here. What's the top game on Twitch right now? Um, well, actually, well, okay, so, um, the, the first category is actually just chatting. The second category is team fight tactics, which I've never heard of. Um, and then Fortnite, GTA Five. People still play that. Okay, uh, League <laughs> of Legends, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Apex Legends, Counter Strike, Minecraft. I don't know if these are officially the most popular. This is just what's on the front page under popular categories. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Interesting. Okay. And, and yeah, WoW is still up there on the list, you know, above Apex Legends 15 some odd years in. It's pretty wild, man. It's crazy how it can keep going like that. As I said, even a dead Blizzard game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, people still play RuneScape, so I mean, what do you expect? Let's have in the Blizzard game. All right. Is there anything else? Let's kill it. Wait, I, mean, I, think, yeah, dude, I think I'm, I'm pretty I'm good. Yeah, dude, I don't have anything else to talk about. This, 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 is, this, this has not, not been the smoothest show. It's okay. And what are you talking about? This it's is all right. Show. Uh-huh. This was the uh-huh. best by a mask. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fine. Marvel really, like, 
gave us a lot to talk about, which is good. But that did, that did. Like, I, I, you had, I gave you a little bit of a break there with that one. You really did. You allowed me to play Eve a lot more, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So just, just FYI for everybody listening from home, um, our, our host is playing Eve during the show. If you're, if you're curious. But I mean, you also know that that means I have been doing nothing but pushing V for like an hour and a half. So that's me playing Eve. That's fair. Got a D scan, boy. That's that's most of playing. He, he's that's a wormhole, so yeah, yeah. D scan yeah. is all you do. Wormhole, brother, all the time. Anyway, Hardcore. don't tell don't tell certain people that I really don't pay attention in the wormhole. But anyway, uh, shoutouts. Let's move on to those. Uh, Zell. What wormhole are you in? How do you get there? How do we kill you? <laughs> you can go. Nope. Zell, what's your shoutout? Shoot. Um. My shout out is to my uh my shout out is to my utility bill, which is over three hundred dollars this month. Don't ask. Being an adult sucks, bro. I'm glad I'm not there. Yet. It really does. Yeah, yeah, my real shout out is to adulthood please end. Are you uh running the AC because of the heat? Is that what's killing you? Oh heck yes. Yeah, we're we're running brutal. the crud of the AC. And apparently, and I didn't know this, you know, because I used to live in a condo, same town, but I lived in a condo, and I, I think they just, uh, I think my condo paid for the water, or, or just kind of grouped it into the, the assessment or something, because now I get a bill for water, and waste water, and that is surprisingly hefty. Um, like, they count how many cubic feet of water that we have used in a month, and that's a sobering fact. I thought that was, like standard though was you got paid for what fucking water heat and something else right gas gas electric and water there we go i can adult yeah, yeah i've i've never paid for water before really um but yeah yeah Damn. not but I, you know i've lived in condos and i think they kind of group that into the assessment in some cases so i don't know i've never seen it on my bill before and now it's this gigantic like monumental cost and i'm like let's just not Let's not drink water. Ladies and gentlemen, water is not free. It is expensive. Holy crud. All right. Jay, give me a shout out. Yep. Um, let's see. I'll give some shout outs to the uh, Texas Law Enforcement Officer Convention that's occurring in my hotel. I really don't know if this is a good shout out or a bad one, but <clears throat> it's literally like a scene from Smoking the Bandit Part 2 at some points. Uh, it's it's high quality adventure. Uh, that being said, I will give a shout out to Guardian Con and the uh, the charity streams that they were running out, out of that. That is a Florida event, uh, which bait you may or may not be aware of, but they raised a lot of money. I think it was north of four million this year. That will all go to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Uh, so hats off to the to uh, Broman and Gathai and the guys that run uh, Guardian Con. And all of the different uh, streamers and content creators that came together for their um, sort of their telethon uh, or marathon Twitch streams and, and how they raise that money. That was really, really well done. They keep getting bigger every year, uh, and they are doing it, some exceptional work there with that. Oh, that's cool. That's right down there in Orlando. Shout out, yeah, shout out to those guys for sure. All right. And who's next? Pokey? Sure. Uh, I'll give a shout out to my brother and his newly purchased Mario Maker 2 game. Um, he, his, he, he seems to think that he's this like 
master of platformers, does no damn thing about what he's doing. So he's been every week he comes over to my house to uh, to, to watch shows and kind of go through our weekly our weekly rotation of shows to watch. But we always start off the night by him presenting to me what he thinks is like a hard Mario level that he made. Um, and then I proceed to sweep the floor with him every single time because the the kid has no history with this shit. So shout out to my brother and his attempts to uh, to actually make a, a difficult Mario level for me. And Livy. I just want to give a shout out to you guys. First off, for not mentioning the movie Cats during this podcast. Oh, God, I forget. Oh, I no. forget about Cats. How oh. did we forget that? It's oh. so bad. <laughs> so thank you for, you know... <laughs> Not making me watch another trailer. Let's talk about cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, just just pause this. Let's let's go back into this. Um, so so when, when when the furries are even creeped out by the cats movie, you know you've gone way too far. This is like beyond Sonic the Hedgehog levels, and that is a fucking feat in of itself. Like honestly, the the mocap CGI work is is arguably impressive. It's just weird though. It's like kind of scary too, man. A, a little bit, and and because like the thing is, is you can definitely like still tell like the the actors they do like a good job getting the actors' actual faces through this like full body CGI oh, yeah, dude, thing. Their faces are there, man. And but they're cats. But they're cats. But they're not, though. That's the problem. Bruh. <laughs> they're so very much not cats. It's just something like... else. Well, so, well, I mean, what they did was they, they literally said, okay, so the, the musical is like cat costumes where they're like, hum- fur, you know, furry humans, basically. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make it still look like the cat's musical, but it's going to be CGI. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. I recommend the trailer just so you can understand how weird it is. You just need a screenshot and you'll get the whole picture. And <laughs> like, let me just like read off. Don't put that on our site. I'm, no, I'm please. Not, don't I'm do, not do it. Don't no. do it. Let me just Google read, can never know. Read you off some of the great names that are in here. Jason or uh, James Corden. Uh, Idris Elba, um, for some reason, decided to take a role in this. Uh, Jason Derulo who hasn't been relevant in probably like 10 years since he last put out a song, is in this movie. Uh, who else is in this movie? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Fucking, yeah, dude, there's a whole lot of people in here that, oof. Let's no, no, see, the real shout-out, though, goes to all the people that are now deep-faking various uh, actors into the trailer. Like The Rock. Oh, my God. As a cat. It, the the deep-fakes are actually way better than the original. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. So shout out to the internet on that part. Y'all keep doing you, but man, cat, go see it, guys. Go see. It. Anyway, Livy, continue with your shout out, please. Oh, oh, that was it. Oh, that was it. Okay, cool. That had to be done. So I apologize for interrupting. Uh, and uh, I am bait, and my shout out goes out to the great state of Florida, as it does almost every single week on this show. Um. And that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and hopefully somebody else more uh, more competent and more um, able to lead the show will be in the pilot seat next week. But that's for you to find out. So good night, everybody. Bye.